everybody, welcome back to the Be Loved, Be Bold podcast. I'm so glad you're listening and tuning in each week. Um, this week I get to talk to our campus minister here at Ole Miss, Brian Sorgenfry, and uh, we're going to be talking about relationships and COVID-19, and he's also going to share his testimony. So thank you, Brian, for being here. Hey, Pat. Just excited to be here. So. Um, do you want to get started by sharing your, your testimony and just kind of like how you came to know the Lord? Yeah, sure. Um, it's funny, as I get older, the more I reflect. Uh, I think I grew up kind of thinking my whatever testimony was unexciting, uh, whatever that means. Um, which actually, the older I get, the more I kind of realize how ridiculous that is because there's nothing unexciting about the fact that Jesus actually went to the cross for me and was resurrected for me and loves me that much. But, um, yeah, I didn't have this kind of like, you know, mass... Uh, was wild and went, you know, there's this moment that the light came on and converted. And so, honestly, some of my stories, I kind of grew up constantly battling, am I really a believer? Because I didn't have this kind of, like, moment to pin things on. Um, But here's what's so odd is now that I'm a dad and uh, my kids are, like, almost 12, 10, 7. Honestly, that's kind of what I want for them to, like... I want them to just never know a day that they didn't know that Jesus loved them and that they needed them and that he really was their forgiveness. And so my parents surrounded me with the gospel. I mean, I can remember, um, uh, you know, walking an aisle and making a decision. And was that a moment? I don't know. Um, But it looked more like almost a thousand mini decisions um, as I just got older and older and kept seeing... I don't know, I just kept seeing more and more kind of sin, kept seeing like, I don't think I try to be good because I love Jesus. I think I try to be good because it makes my life work and it gets people to pat me on my back. And, um, but then through that and through like youth ministers and friends and really RUF, a lot of the lights came on that like, oh, this is why you need Jesus. And Jesus kept becoming sweeter and sweeter. Um, the longer I walked with him because I just saw more and more that I was not the good person that was easy to yeah. save. Uh, I probably never would have said that, but um, but that I really was dead and sin like everybody else, and Jesus came for me. And so it's been a long process. I mean, obviously there's a moment I was converted. Mm-hmm. It's been a long process of uh, God surrounding me with undeserved gifts of parents and friends and people who kept pouring into me the gospel, and I just found myself uh, continuing to believe so that's awesome and you went to you went to prep didn't you i did go to prep okay, so. okay. I was graduated a long time ago <laughs> well i was wondering if any of the faculty that had taught me was there when you were there i don't know perhaps but, um, um <laughs> perhaps. i graduated in 1999 so okay yeah maybe yeah. that'd be uh, somebody that was there a lot 20 years ago. yeah right wow so. um yeah, I'm sure there are some. But how, how, and then you came to Ole Miss. So I came to Ole Miss. Uh, yeah, I was on the, what seemed to be the typical Jackson Road. Uh, yeah. Got a, yeah. Got a prep, came to Ole Miss. Um, and then I did the REF internship right out of college. That's when I did okay. my big uh, travel out of the South. I went all the way to Auburn, Alabama. So, oh, wow. You know, I didn't know that. That's um, cool. That's awesome. And then came back to Jackson uh, yeah. for seminary. Mm-hmm. It's so. funny, your story, Wilson's title of his was um, a full circle story because he kind of like started out you know he like grew up in the church in Montgomery and he like ended back up in Montgomery and it kind of seems like yours is similar to like yes you know Jackson to Jackson to Ole Miss yes. again 
But how did God work in your life specifically in college? Can you remember any? Yeah, I really can. I, uh, just a couple things. I can remember, um, and this is probably ends up being, uh, kind of a passage that I think about a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can remember, um, sitting in freshman Bible studies an 18 year old and us walking through the passage in Luke where, um, the sinful woman comes and, uh, washes Jesus feet and is at Simon the Pharisee's house and Simon, you know, thinks to himself, if Jesus knew what kind of woman this was, he, he wouldn't let her do that. And Jesus tells this whole parable and then he looks at Simon and says, you know, Simon, you love little because you've been forgiven little. And she loves much because she's been forgiven much. And I, Les Newsom was my campus minister. And I just remember him walking through and showing how becoming like, <laughs> becoming holy doesn't mean that you become your ideal self and you mm -hmm. never, you never need a day of uh, forgiveness, but that actually you kind of unearth more and more, uh, just how far you fall short mm -hmm. but far from that being bad news it actually shows you how much you've been forgiven and it makes you love Jesus and it was just one of those moments where I realized like okay like I don't have to fake it anymore like mm -hmm. I can I don't have to fit this image that everybody wants me to be I can be honest that like and there's things that I really struggle with and there's things yes. I don't have together that everybody thinks I do and that's not bad news it, it actually opened the door to like experience who Jesus was um so college I mean not pro, like I always say I'm a recovering Pharisee but it just it broke a lot of my self-righteousness mm -hmm. um I just thought it was better than people uh I kind of looked down on people and it was just kind of an explosion of uh of seeing what grace really is um so there's that and I you know I had great youth ministers and all that kind of stuff, but I there was something about I think some of it is just what happens in college. I think some of it's eighteen to twenty two year olds. You have all this this time. I think your brain is developing more to where you're starting to reflect on things. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time I just had some new friends. I had a like I had this ordained pastor that would sit down with me at two o'clock on a Thursday, which I thought was like normal. <laughs> but then like you get older and you realize actually that's like not a lot of people have time at two o'clock. And he would like yeah. just talk about my life and questions I had about the Bible and mm -hmm. my son and he was patient and so yeah, I got surrounded with what now I know is the means of grace, mm -hmm. um, with a community of people that were with me and I just kinda learned more and more what it meant to actually uh, love Jesus and love people uh, yeah. as a broken sinner. So that's awesome, and it's funny that you talk about like the whole mask thing because you brought it up last night at RUF, and Grace and I, when we got back, we talked for like an hour over how much that that passage meant to us, and um, our similar our stories are similar in that we can see how we try to keep up this image too. And like for me, um, I kind of reached the like end of my rope senior year in high school when I was like I, I remember having like these breakdowns just like being like I can't do this anymore I can't keep trying to pretend like I'm somebody that I'm not that I has it, that has it all together you know yes. that's like whatever in the, in the honor society on the dance team like you know making good grades and I don't know it's just you realize like when you are broken <laughs> you are broken and yeah I would say my story and it's very similar to that yes um 
Okay, we were going to talk about relationships yes. and why they're important and how COVID has impacted them. I think the interest groups and like what y'all are trying to do in RUF has helped so much. Okay, good. I'm glad but to hear yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I really press do. for RUF. So. <laughs> um, but how else have you seen just, I don't know, college students be affected by what's going on, especially relationally? Yes. Uh, okay, so actually, I have a lot of uh, sympathy for college students. Uh, mm-hmm. And maybe it's just because I'm with you all the time, but I feel like. I feel like the culture right now is like angry at college students or something that like I don't oh, know yeah. they're like yeah. they're the problem or something. Um, but I, I just think we forget like it's actually really hard to be eighteen to twenty two, and even even the pandemic itself is strange. I think for y'all, you'd know better than me because on mm-hmm. the one hand, let's just admit it, y'all are like the least vulnerable age, so it's it's just not that scary to y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you don't want to be quarantined. But on the other hand, there's all these kind of like regulations to keep people safe, and um, I don't know. It just creates this kind of weird tension and fear. Um, and so, when it comes to relationships, uh, I mean, maybe this one seems obvious, but like, I mean, you and I are sitting here, and we're not wearing a mask, thankfully, finally. Yeah. But like, I mean, even just in normal interactions on campus or like at RUF you're wearing a mask and like you can't see people smile Mm -hmm. you can't read facial expressions it's hard to really know what somebody's saying Mm -hmm. and so initial get to know you uh, like relationships I I just think they're a lot harder to come by because there's there's regulations that are preventing the kind of normal ways that people people get to know each other Mm -hmm. Um, because yeah we're like we're actually made to be embodied souls. So I'm made to be like in your physical presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when Jesus, Jesus saves us not by like tossing words like forgiveness and love down from heaven. He actually came and took on flesh and mm-hmm. came to be with us. And when there's this kind of, and I get it, I mean, there needs to be regulations, but when there's this kind of fear of like if we're together, what's that going to mean? It just, it makes connecting uh, a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Um, I think too uh, I'm not sure this gets talked about enough but I think I think we're holistic people so we can't like um, we can't just uh, mark off some of our life and say well sure relationships are effective but nothing else is I think everything affects everything mm-hmm. and so uh, if you think about the pandemic and what it's done there's a real sense that it um, it cut across a lot of the ways that God designed you to function. Um, I mean, we were made to accomplish things. We were made to have some sense of order and structure in our life. We are made to have purpose. Uh, I'd have some sense of self-control that if I do this, something else is going to happen. And all of a sudden, I mean, granted, it was most extreme in March and April, but, like, all those things, like, got stopped. Uh to where I, you're probably like me. Like there were times I was just like walking around my house. No, like I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah, um, yeah. Cause zoom school isn't the same as regular school. The normal order and structure that you had is gone. The normal activities are gone the, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And it really, it kind of creates this crisis of who you were made to be. Mm-hmm. And I just think that spills over into everything else because 
now I'm anxious, now I'm fearful, now I don't know what what next week's going to look like. Mm -hmm. And anytime it feels like a crisis, it's just hard to connect with somebody deeply. Yeah. Um, So that's just the way our brain, I mean, crisis means you're in fight or flight mode. Yeah. If you're in fight or flight mode, I cannot connect with somebody deeply. And I just think, man, it's just, it's made it weird and hard. So So what do we do, like, in the midst of all this to maintain, like, a healthy mind, (laughs) honestly, but also spiritually, too? Man. I'd love for you to find that out for me, Mary Patton. And, uh, yeah, I think, um, I mean, I think we're all trying to figure this out. Mm -hmm. Uh, we had this, uh, for our REF staff training, this, uh, counselor, uh, psychologist who works with a guy named Dan Allender. His name is Henry Cloud. He kind of explained this to us where he said, like, if you're driving in a car mm-hmm. 70 miles an hour down a road that you've been around down tons of times, like, your body is literally at rest. Like, you can multitask, you know, mm-hmm. your adrenaline's down. But if a deer comes out in front of your car, like, you can, you can even look at brain scans. Like, adrenaline goes, everything heightens because you react and you get out of the way. And then, you know, five minutes later, you finally come back down. Mm-hmm. But his analogy was, the pandemic is like, the deer came out in front of your car, and then four months later, it's still there. <laughs> um, it, but his point of saying that was like, it really is. Like, all of us that thought this was going to be, I'll, I'll admit I was naive. I thought it was going to be like a three-week pause in all of our life and we oh, were going to yeah. get back to normal. And I was like, man, that didn't happen. Uh, he's like, all of us that thought this was going to be this kind of pause and then you go back, like you realize it's not true. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, what is it going to look like to try to put structure and order and some sense of control and relationships back into our like what are the spaces we can create to have those things because that's how God made you Mm -hmm. that's what it's going to look like to kind of grow and flourish um and we've got all this white space of kind of unorganized time Mm -hmm. um it's not easy to connect with people and so I I think you've you're a planner you just told me that I I think you got to try to figure out how to kind of build some structure in your week uh, to where, I mean, I'm just kind of making some, like, I don't know. It's like, okay, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays at mm-hmm. 9 a.m., I'm going walking. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start inviting people into, into, into the structure that I'm building, into things that I enjoy um, so that others can kind of, can kind of have that. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I think you, I think you, I think you try to build structure around the things that you know God made you to be, um, mm-hmm. and invite others into it. Yeah, that's really good. Um, how have you seen COVID impact students like here at Ole Miss, both for better and for worse? Um, I'll start. Uh, I'll start for worse. So yeah, I, was just... I, I mean, I really, I've had more conversations with students in the last three weeks just with kind of panic attacks, anxiety, isolation, kind of intense forms than I've had. I feel like they usually happen over a whole kind of semester. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there's something that going on with that sense of kind of isolation. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the normal things that are there that kind of help me be human. <laughs> Or even just the normal patterns that are there that help me connect with Jesus. I mean, yeah, a lot of those are just a lot harder. And so, Mm -hmm. 
man, and just, and, and with that comes kind of all kind of fear about what, I mean, the first two weeks, I feel like everybody around here was like, well, there's no way we're going to be here more than three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, like everybody assumed you were going to get sent home. So then it kind of created this like, well, what's the point? How do yeah. we do this? Um, and now everybody thinks except we're going to be here. So it's kind of like, okay, so what does it look like then to kind of build some healthy patterns? But yeah, just a lot of loneliness, mm-hmm. um, uh, a lot of anxiety, uh, a lot of, I mean, freshmen, I think, if they didn't really have a group of friends, mm-hmm. I just think it's, I mean, it's, it's always hard to be a freshman, mm-hmm. but it's just even more so if you like the natural ways that you kind of got around people and made friendship, made friendships like those are just much, uh, much harder. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah. And so what happens then when I kind of, <laughs> when kind of, I kind of sense my emptiness Uh, Because usually if I sense my emptiness, I fill it with kind of like activity or accomplishing things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that kind of gotten taken away. So my other option, if I'm not kind of learning how to sit with Jesus, my other option is I'm just going to deaden the emptiness. I'm going to numb it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'll numb it with substances. I'll numb it with um, Netflix. I'll numb it with, um, I don't know, fantasizing about something in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, yeah, but... Even the numbing, I think, is starting to run out for a lot of students. Um, yeah. And so, it's, yeah, you just kind of feel that. Mm-hmm. So, I think that is some of the, uh, well, I think, too, there's good and bad of this. I mm-hmm. think uh, code is, it's kind of, um, it's kind of narrowed your group of, like, more people around the same people uh, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like. Uh-huh. Which there's some good things about that. And uh, you'll find there's, like, a lot more conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, I mean, I don't even like being... I don't even like me all the time. Uh, yeah. Much less, like, you know, I'm sure if other people around me all the time. And so, yeah, I just think there's relational conflict that's coming up. Like, I think mm-hmm. people are getting annoyed with each other uh, more than they used to because you can't kind of get away. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I think there can be some good things out of that. But, yeah, it's just... I don't know if you're with the same five people all the time. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like, man. <laughs> it is, um, yeah. Uh, I think some of the good stuff is, um, I think we're being forced to sit with ourselves, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't always fun, but I think you're kind of forced to reflect. Mm-hmm. I think the normal things that we use to kind of distract ourselves, um, again, whether that's like accomplishing things or whether it's numbing myself, it just can't be there all the time. Um, so I think there's a lot of people that are really starting to reflect about purpose and what really am I doing um, mm-hmm. and they're feeling the emptiness of it um, I mean I've seen new people at RUF that have never come before not that that's the only <laughs> rubric um, yeah. I've seen more people a lot more willing to kind of try out new things or meet meet new people if possible because just the normal ways that life was working uh, mm-hmm. isn't isn't there anymore um, and I, I've heard a lot of students talk about how their actually friendships and relationships have gone a lot deeper mm-hmm. um, because they haven't been, you know, anywhere and everywhere all the time. They've yeah. kind of been, I don't know, they've just had conversations with their roommates or their fraternity brothers that otherwise they never would have had. I mean, I had somebody tell me, like, you know, I mean, it used to be every day I'd wake up, go to class, do all these kind of things, but now... <laughs> 
like me and my roommates just because whatever we all have online classes so we kind of just all wake up and we just kind of mosey down eat breakfast together and mm-hmm. uh, we read the bible and talk about it and he's like we never did that um, but there's just a little less sense of like well whatever i gotta, I gotta run to this class yeah. and so yeah i think there's some cool deepening um relationships that are happening so that's awesome i mean i would say the same like just being with my roommates so much more than we would be if we had a lot more going on we're able to really sit down and like you know every meal I feel like I'm with them Mm. and we'll just sit around the table and we'll just like not only just talk about what's going on but actually have real conversations about how we're doing um getting past the surface level you know um because that's something that I don't I don't always love is like insincerity and just like the the brushing each other off kind of just like hey how's it going this is going on you know bye um but you know how are you doing and how's everything going it's been really it's been really good Um, that's interesting yes not just um new sports and weather yeah there's nothing wrong with that (laughs) but it's yeah yeah you're being kind of forced to get get past that Mm -hmm. uh, quicker so yeah so what what's something that you share with a student who might come to you and say like you know, this has been really hard. I, I, I am lonely. Hmm. Is there like a passage that you share with them? Or, I mean, what, I know every circumstance is different. Yeah. Every student is different, but I'm just curious about like what truth you go to and point to. Yeah. So, um, a lot of times I start with, um, you know, if you look at, if you look at Genesis one and two, it tells us how we were, like what we were made for, how God designed us to function. And the, the first it's not good in all of Genesis 1 2 is when he looks at Adam and says it's not good for a man to be alone. And, uh, you know, and then he creates Eve and we're like, oh, yeah, so marriage. Well, yes, marriage, but really he creates Eve so that they can have children and a community can be formed. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, first of all, if somebody's like, I'm really struggling because I'm lonely, um, I'd be like, man, I, it would be strange if that wasn't a struggle. Like, I kind of want to destigmatize it because. Yeah especially freshmen, I even heard Grace Gilbert say this earlier, you're, you're always told that the, you know, college will be the best four years of your life, and you'll make your best friends, these will be the people in your wedding, or whatever, and ordinarily that's true, mm-hmm. but ordinarily those friendships actually take quite a, like they can take quite a while to find and to really form, yeah. and a lot of times your, your good friends that you're graduating with, you realize like, oh, well those Maybe they were, but sometimes they're not the people you met the first three weeks of school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I try to destigmatize it and say, man, like, I'm glad, like, I'm not glad you're struggling with this, but the fact that you're recognizing this as a struggle is actually, because, yeah, you, you weren't made to be alone. Uh, you were made to actually connect with other people, and you're feeling that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I usually try to tell them, because this isn't a lie. I'm like, you know, you're not the first person uh, that's come to me and talked to me about struggling being like, like there's a lot of people uh, uh, that are struggling with that. Um, uh, and then uh, I used to try talking about what it means that Jesus really is your friend. And then what would it look like um, to, to then, instead of just asking, how can I not be lonely? But could you turn the question because of who Jesus is and say, okay, well, what would it look like then? If there's a lot of people on this campus that need to be loved, mm-hmm. what could it look like to go try to be a good friend to somebody? Because um, you don't really remember, like, man, nobody's friends with me. Yeah. But what would it look like for me then to try to go be go be a good friend to people? Because mm-hmm. uh, kind of everybody's longing for that. Yeah, so. that's true. 
All right, so this, this could probably be the last thing, but obviously the circumstances are so different right now and it's hard to kind of like witness to people mm-hmm. in like kind of the same way just because we're limited in what we can do. But like, how would you, I always ask people at the end of this, like how would you encourage students to be bold for Christ? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, in COVID situation or whatever, like how can we still be lights to others and what advice, or and you can ask, answer the other question, like how, yeah. how in general can we be bold in our faith? Um, I would say recognize this is always true, but it's, mm-hmm. it's brimming to the surface. Recognize there are a lot of, I mean, we're talking about the college campus. There are a lot of people all around you um, that are really hurting right now. Um, there's a lot of people that dealt with death recently. There's a lot of people that um, are really, they really are lonely and they're really struggling with things and they're isolated. So I think recognizing that first mm-hmm. and kind of praying for a, a heart that is like Jesus because when Jesus uh, this is in Matthew somewhere uh, when Jesus looked at the crowds in need he didn't get angry he didn't get frustrated it says that he had compassion because they were like sheep without a shepherd mm-hmm. and so yeah I think the first step is like I need I need the Holy Spirit to clone Jesus heart in me that my first step will be actually compassion uh, for people that are around me that are hurting uh, and I think asking him to help you have eyes to see that mm-hmm. um and so then uh again we're limited in all kinds of stuff but what would it look like to invite people into things uh that you're already doing mm-hmm. and things that you and your friends are find, finding are life-giving and mm-hmm. are finding like this is where jesus shows up whether it's our conversations whether it's reading the Bible, whether it's prayer, whether it's going to RUF or church. I've just found there's... People are a lot more receptive right now Mm -hmm. of being invited to things than they they were before because before the schedule was filled up with everything. Um, And so, yeah, I would just believe that that God really is at work and there really are people out there... um, that need to be known and loved and you can't do everything but you can move towards them and uh and invite them into things um and then you know i recognize sometimes it's easier for me because i wear the campus minister hat but i've just realized it's not as weird as i usually think (laughs) to like (laughs) There's just not a student that if I genuinely ask, hey, is there any way that I can pray for you? Yeah. I've never had anybody say, I'm so offended. Like, like <laughs> actually, sure, sometimes, I'll, you know, there'll be one thing. But honestly, a lot of times you'll find, like, yeah, like, here's a way. And then yeah. I man, start start praying for that person um, mm-hmm. and follow back up with them. Like, they're, they're letting you into their life. Um, mm-hmm. And then lean into the fact that we really believe uh, that it's the Holy Spirit uh, that changes people so yeah um, that's great advice I, I, that's that's great um, I think people will definitely be excited to hear what you share about it so thanks for joining me ah, awesome to sit down <laughs>